Hey guys, this is Cameron. And it's Stacy. And Giselle. And you're listening to Put Your Oxygen Mask On First. Hey! Yay. Yes! <laughs> so would you guys agree that true happiness is the ability to enjoy the present without anxious dependence on the future? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Okay. Any agreements there? Are you guys more captivated by the sun or the moon? Ooh, moon. Moon. Yeah. Because okay. you can actually stare at the moon. You can actually stare at the moon. You can't really stare into the sun or you'll go blind or whatever. I love yes. how we're all just I like captivated that. by this moon. Yes. <laughs> the moon is like divine feminine energy. So it's the moon for me. Oh. All right, let's get into some hot topics. Let's. Hot top shit. Uh, Britney Spears' conservatorship has ended after nearly 14 years. Finally. Like, thank God. Thank all the Britney fans for putting it out there. And I'm so happy. What about you guys? I mean, because she's been so confined, like, all this time. I just hope, like, enjoy her freedom. But I hope she doesn't, like... You know when your freedom has been so constricted for so long that you kind of like go, you go extreme with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, hopefully, like I mean, enjoy herself, but hopefully she doesn't go like overboard, like just doing the shit that they were trying to say she was doing anyways. Right. Yeah, I agree. All I want for her is to hire a makeup artist and hire somebody <laughs> to do her hair. And like a wardrobe stylist, so she can finally, you know what I mean, so she can present herself. I know I've talked shit not to be mean. I just think that she didn't have the act. She didn't have access to it, you know. But now that she can, I feel like maybe she can present herself in a much better uh, light. <laughs> yeah, like an I hear she's... makeover. Yes. I hear she's trying to have a baby now. Wait, she's been one? been trying to have babies, but she wasn't allowed to. She wants a girl. And her recent oh. post was a, of a baby girl. Have you guys seen that? It was a, yeah, a I did see that. Yeah. I was like, I don't know about that, but like, it ain't my life. Do your thing. Well, I think <laughs> they would have hot babies. You know what I mean? Oh, they Sam definitely would. They definitely Brittany. would. Oh my yes. God. They would be so beautiful. So that's exciting. Do you guys think that pretty privilege is a thing? Go ahead, guys. A thousand percent. Yes. Why? Why do you say that? I, I, I just, you see a lot of people's life and stuff when they're attracted. Like, haven't you ever been in a situation where you're kind of helping somebody? You're like, oh, you're kind of cute. Sure, I'll give you like a little discount. If it's like, you know, like growing up, I think that's what happened at the gym. When I used to work at a gym, you would see that a lot. I feel like pretty privilege is definitely a thing and it has mm-hmm. its advantages. It absolutely has its perks. The more attractive you are, the more opportunities you have. People are more helpful to you and a lot kinder. I totally agree. Um, I mean, that's how I got the, these two guests, our first guests to come on because they saw my pictures online and they're like, yeah, I'll do your podcast <laughs> for free. For See? free. Okay. Um, there is a lot of advantages. Um, so that's why you, you got to try to look your best. Life is easier for pretty people. I can agree. What do you, but like, I you feel like it can, 
Uh-huh. No. I feel like it can also be um, problematic. Why? Because people have these preconceived notions about you, assuming, like, you're not intelligent or that you stand out and are constantly, um, like, you stand out and people are constantly paying attention to you. I feel like people don't take you serious. They want to be your friend for shallow reasons. For and like you, Yeah, and, like, you have to constantly be humble. If you do too much, people say you're showing off. Like, if you post a picture on Instagram or some basic person posts it oh yes get it but if you're like oh look at him showing off look at doing that it's like there's like the yin and yang of it yeah i could see that but i mean i'm not too worried about that i'm all yeah. acting like i'm pretty as fuck <laughs> i just think if someone was like oh look at them show off that that might be something that they want to like dig deep inside for themselves yeah and then it's like people get like intimidated by your presence. A lot of people misunderstand you and judge you. So I feel like there's like advantages and disadvantages of being good looking. I agree, but I think the advantages outweigh the disadvantages for sure. You get I into yeah. I got into free front row concerts. I I got into a music video. I was asked to do another music video. In Hollywood, we would always just like walk to the front of the line with the clothes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> whose guest list are you on uh this girl <laughs> named jasmine who's jasmine i don't know she's up there <laughs> and they would be like oh okay <laughs> yeah they don't question it yeah at all <laughs> <laughs> those were good times um, uh, to be young and 20 again i know <laughs> young and dumb again <laughs> <laughs> um what do you guys think about social media is it hindering um, our progress as human beings or our, our communi- communication skills or um, yeah, is it hindering Is it hindering that in, in life right now? I feel like social media has allowed us to stay more connected with people like we never have before. So in that way, it has its benefits. Yes. But sometimes I feel like those connections just stay online. Like no one really goes out and tries to connect anymore because it's all right at your computer or your phone. Well, for me... I love social media. I mean, we have an encyclopedia, definitions, facts, articles, maps, all that we can access and more. And, you know, back in the day, I was wasting my time on, you know, printing out the maps and like printing out paper and like, you know what I mean? Like and looking up words on the def in a definition book. Like, you know, I feel like it, it it's a nice tool to have. And I'm, I'm very grateful for it. Mm-hmm. What about you, Stace? I think, yeah, I think social media works well when you're using it in that sense. But like when we go, when you go back to the whole like comparing your life to others, that's where social media doesn't work very well. Like it has its downfall to like communicate with someone overseas or like, you know, family. I feel like it's broadened the horizons to communicate with people in that sense and meet people. But like if you're using social media like to compare, then that's not so great. And also, I do think social media kind of hinders how people converse with each other in person mm-hmm. i feel like some people get brave on the internet but then like trolls when you talk to them you're just like wait what you're like so quick at the keyboard but we're sitting here in front of each other and you say three words yeah those are called trolls how does that work <laughs> okay deeper shit 10 people are dead including a little nine-year-old at the Travis um, Scott concert. So sad. Go ahead, Stace. I, uh, that's 
like I just remember following the story of the nine-year-old I think it's super sad I mean it's sad for all parties the people who lost people Travis I feel this sounds bad but I kind of feel bad for Travis Scott in a sense like dang you I mean you think you're just putting on a show and now you're like in this situation what I don't understand is, though, you could hear people in the crowd screaming, stop the show. And people were, like, getting on the stage, telling him to stop the show. And he kept going. He's being sued. Like oh, go ahead, Sorry, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. No, go ahead, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. He's being sued for $750 million, him, Drake, and Live Nation. Isn't that crazy? I, I predict that Kylie Jenner will totally leave his broke ass in a year <laughs> from now. No, girl, I think it hit the billion. Yeah, it's a billion something. It's like two billion dollars. Yeah. Oh my god. That's, that's why I feel I'm good. That's why I feel like kind of bad. Like, damn, you you thought that you're like, you know, you've probably been doing that for so long at your concerts and you thought like, oh, all good, and then just this last time. I mean, I'm taking this to like a whole nother level, but like what type of wild ass banshees are at this concert? Do people like not know how to be civilized and enjoy a show? Uh exactly. No, I mean, that's why there's mosh pits at rock shows. But in mosh pits, when you're doing mosh pits, there's a mutual, like, there's a general consensus where um, if somebody falls, you pick them back up right away. And allegedly, that's not happening in the rap community because all they do is bum rush the stage. Yeah, it's like, um, how could could you not think bombarding a stage like that could not have major consequences and people would get hurt? Like, how could you, like, not take that into consideration? You're fucking trampling all over human beings, rushing the stage for what? Like, is this man exactly. God? Is he God? Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? But there's been a track record since 20, 2015. Um, uh, did I say this last podcast? If I did, just cut it out. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, since 2015 of him um, tweeting and saying things at his concert, like, beat up this kid. He took my shoe and the <gasps> crowd beating him up. Are you serious? Yeah. The what? crowd beat him up. Um, telling this kid to jump from the balcony from where he was performing, and the kid did, and now he's paralyzed for life. Wait, what? Um, okay, but why are you listening to this? Like, that, I'm like is he God to them? Tweeting, <laughs> tweeting. If you don't get hurt or blood in my in my um performance, you're not you're not shit. Things like that. Um, and so he has a history of doing this. So I don't feel sorry for him. No, I mean. Doesn't he? And the lawsuit hasn't even settled for the kid jumping off the balcony yet. So I've never even heard about that. Like this shit is crazy. Yeah, I don't like, know how is how been arrested twice though? I heard he's been arrested twice for causing scenes like that at his concerts. Travis Scott was arrested for causing scenes like that. Yeah. Oh wow! Twice. Y'all just put me on game to a whole new. I didn't. I knew none I... of this shit was going on. <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't like know he would tweet for people to do that. I might have to recant. I thought, oh shit, to being sued for two billion, that sucks. But damn, I didn't know he does shit like that. Yeah, so I don't That's feel sorry. So for him. He has a history. Yeah, exactly. He's reckless. He has a history of doing it, and he, he should have learned a lot from the kids getting paralyzed, from beating up the kid for her for accidentally grabbing his shoe while he crowd surfed. Like, no, I just I don't feel sorry for him, and I hope Kylie Jenner dumps his broke ass in a year from now that's my prediction <laughs> and while she's while she's car- as of now while she's carrying his little baby yeah <laughs> that sucks she'll be like we can co-parent but i need some new million dollars dick to suck 
<laughs> Speaking of the Kardashians, did you guys see what um, her sister Kendall Jenner wore to um, her friend's wedding reception? Yes. No. That oh, band aid so... dress. It was so iconic. <laughs> well, like, how I... would you feel if somebody showed up to your reception like that? I'm not mad. She's a model. She's a supermodel, and I'm not mad at that. And she has the body. And like, if I was her age, had the body. And had the means, and I was a supermodel. Yeah, I would walk around naked. I don't care. All these websites are like, how could how could she wear that at somebody's re- wedding reception? What is she thinking? Da-da-da-da. I'm like, first of all, the bride is married. Like she's happily married. Like she don't give a shit what her friends are wearing. Like, show out and find you a man. Do your thing. And isn't the bride also a supermodel as well? So I think that's why like it's okay. It's like a okay thing. They're but all she understands. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's showing each other out. Yeah, so I'm not mad. Would you be mad, Stace, if somebody came in like a skimpy dress? That I feel showed- like she would. But I just feel like, no, because I just looked up her dress right now. And it's like, but if you have someone who's wearing some tight-fitted, short-ass dress, it's the same kind of concept. You're trying to look hot at the wedding. like. Yeah, just do your thing. Live your life. Yeah, you go, Kendall Jenner. I I dig her. Like just yesterday, Kyle Richardson is found not guilty on all charges and is sent home a free man. For those of you who don't know, Kyle Richardson, he shot three men, killing two of them and wounding the third during a protest against police brutality in Kenesha, Wisconsin last year. And he argued that he fired in self-defense after the man attacked him. The KKK are not just only in hooded white clothes, but they're also our police officers. Of course. People of Congress, judges. Okay. Mm-hmm. Say that and again, people, girl. And judges. <laughs> <laughs> and people on the school and people on the school board. And you know what? Um, I'm surprised that we are not marching for an, an again. You know what I mean? This is ridiculous. Um I I can't believe that that was the verdict. You know that there was only one black guy on the on the on the jury board. Did you know they picked the jury board out of a out of a hat? Really? They, like they, what type of circus act is going on? Out of a hat? Yes, they had him pick them out of a hat. Well, they wanted the majority to be white, and that's what they got. And they got one black guy. They made sure that there was not a uh, more than one black guy. Of course. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's when you hear, when I heard it, it's like, this is so disappointing. I feel like it's like, it's just disappointing and disheartening. It's like one thing after another. And apparently they they already had like 500 Wisconsin National Guard troops, National Guard troops um, have already been activated ahead of the trial. So it's like, they kind of knew the outcome already. Do you think that him now living free on the street that he's safe? Hell no. No. He needs needs special security to run him 24-7 around the block. You think he needs to watch his back? Yes. 100%. Someone's gonna beat his fucking ass. Beat his fucking ass. It's like that one guy. Didn't something happen to that one guy that um, killed the young kid, Trayvon Martin? Didn't something happen to that guy? The Zimmerman guy? He did get beat up or something, right? I think he got, yeah, I believe he got beat up. It's like for me, like I can't even be upset. For me to be upset would be believing, would be me believing that the system worked. It's like we all know damn well if this person on trial was of color, 
he wouldn't even li- he wouldn't even live to see the light and make a plead and make a plead case in his trial. Like there was this guy named I don't know if you guys know Khalif Khalif Browder. He was a guy in uh-huh. New York and he he spent three years in jail without a trial for allegedly stealing a backpack, and two of those years spent were in solitary confinement. Oh, I think I saw someone um saying something about that. They didn't even know he stole the backpack, and they came to find out he didn't steal the backpack. And, like, he ended up killing himself over the traumatizing experience in solitary confinement. See, that's what I mean. It's so, like, it's just disappointing. Like, you see it, and you're like, what? Like, Tamir Rice, he's a 12-year-old boy. He's a 12-year-old black boy. He held a toy gun and was shot dead on the scene, while this cowardly little white boy murders two men he murders two men and raises millions of dollars to support and goes home a free man. It's like, make it make sense. I feel like being black is the most dangerous job in America. I agree. Um, you know, it, it, this has been going on since the dawn of time, pretty much mm-hmm. in, in the United States. And um, if this, if this child was, I mean, if Kyle Rittenhouse was, went to a MAGA, sorry, if Kyle Rittenhouse was black or Hispanic or any other race besides white and went to a MAGA um, convention, oh, um, he would get life if if he was black or brown and went to a MAGA rally. Well, I mean, he wouldn't even see life. He'd be murdered on the scene. They'd be scraping blood out of the ground as we speak. There'd be no trial. He'd be a dead man. <laughs> right. It was like do you this think boy- if the jury was mixed, it would be different? Or do you think they painted it to where he looked like the victim. Well, the thing was, they painted it as like or the like way the case, the case, the yes, the way the case was set up was like prove that he wasn't acting in self defense. That's how this case was. They they weren't going through all the logistics of the situation. Like this little boy inserted inserted himself in something that had absolutely nothing to do with him. They're just saying say that he didn't do self-defense and like when you look at the evidence it's like okay it was self-defense but the way they made the trial to set him up for success is like absolute bullshit okay now they failed to see the part that his mom drove him right the boy had no business being there he's not a police officer why is he walking around with a fucking gun anyways like Mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on how is this okay you were in a place where you shouldn't have been anyways if he's claiming self-defense okay now free the women who killed their attacker or abuser for self Right. Yes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's, you know, it pays to be white, I guess. Yeah, white privilege at its finest. Like, this shit is getting out of control, and somebody needs to come smack some sense into them. Right. (laughs) Speaking of white privilege, um, how do you guys feel about states wanting to prevent schools from telling the truth about racism in America? Um, trying to repress our history, which is important, um, so we don't repeat it again. Mm-hmm. That's, what they're, that's what they're trying to repress, so that they can repeat it again, and it not. And who cares about it being inhumane? But let me tell you, I saw Hamilton the other day. Oh, how was that? Let me say, I had no idea who he was and what he accomplished. Like they hardly teach us Black history anyway in school. Mm-hmm. They just graze through it, and I was like in awe of all the things that Hamilton accomplished. I didn't even know Hamilton was black. Right, me <laughs> so, either. Oh, <laughs> me white. either. 
<laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I thought he was white too. So yeah, he's he was a Haitian immigrant. I I'm just you wow. know what I'm they hardly teach us black history anyway. It's very important um that they do teach us slavery. It's just like I said, the KKK are just not in hooded clothes. There are school board members, they're yep. on Congress. Yep. And and that's a that's an issue. Like how do we infiltrate how do we infiltrate the government? Because they have already infiltrated it since the dawn of time, since the United States has, you know, has became one. I, I just, I don't know how, to, how do we make our voices heard? Because obviously marching and rallying isn't doing much. Well, the thing is, they're in such positions of power where it's like, it's tough. It's hard to like overstep them because they have all, they have all, they have all the, they have all the control. They set it up where it's like, they're running shit and like what we can do is like the bare minimum yep or they have the right connections right exactly i just feel like like with this teaching racism in schools is like nobody's trying to guilt or make you feel bad for being a white person we're just trying to bring light to um we're just trying to bring light to the systematic racism and inequality that continues to shed light in american society it's like the comfort of white people cannot be the reason why race isn't taught in school. It's about being uncomfortable enough with the ignorance you inherited so that you sit there with yourself and do some serious thinking about the way the world works. I couldn't even said it any better. That's exactly well said. That's exactly what it is. Um, exactly. Like you said, we're not trying to guilt you for being white. We're not trying to guilt you for your ancestors. We're just trying to have you learn something and become educated. Is that so bad? To be right. Educated? So that maybe you have some more empathy because you know what the fuck is going on. Yes. yes. Exactly. Ooh, racism gets under my skin really bad. <laughs> yeah, it triggers me. It triggers yeah. me. Like everything that goes on just makes me want to pop off, but I'm trying to keep it civilized. If you guys could have any job, what would be your dream job if money was not if money was not an object, what would be your dream your dream job? Like what would you how would you be living your life? Go ahead, Stace. Um, I think I would not be working. What would, would you want, be doing? I kinda <laughs> want to be like supported and do like arts and crafts. Like I I my dream job would be like um Okay, don't judge me, but kind of like a trophy wife. Like, I could work for fun, but I don't have to work. Okay. So it'd be like any kind of little spiel job. That's the dream. You would really, right? you would, you would, you would really love to just be a trophy wife? Yeah, I mean, like, as long as I, like, if I could do, like, some rinky-dink. Okay, not rinky-dink. Let me, like, I don't want to offend anybody. Like, <laughs> if I could be, like, a yoga instructor or, like, a barista or, like, do some kind of arts and crafts things, I wouldn't mind. Oh, I mean, that seemed like that could be attainable, though. <laughs> what about you, Giselle? Okay, next. What about you, Giselle? Um, my dream job would be doing this podcast, honestly, just to get paid to talk. Um, it'd also be, like, owning a lot of property, like, and businesses. That would give me free time to do what I want that's important to me, like philanthropy mm-hmm. work when traveling. Um that would be my dream job. The trophy wife job too of, of <laughs> I don't have to work, but I can, you know, that's, that's exactly what I Just want. Just to have your little coffee spinning money and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you could do your philanthropy work on the side. True. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm here for it. I feel it. But I don't need a husband. I could just be bad all by myself. I don't need a, okay, be a trophy same. wife. I'm just a trophy. 
Okay. Exactly. I'm the Paulist trophy. Cla- I don't clarify need- that, girl. Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah. you, Cam? Um, I feel like I would just love to travel the world, working at different animal orphanages, nurturing them to be equipped to go back into the wild. Like I would, that would be like my dream, like my my dream, like life to be doing shit like that. I can't picture, like honestly, not to be mean, I can't picture you doing that. The first, really? the first blink, the first poop coming out of some elephant's ass, you're gonna be like, what the fuck? You know what's funny is like I know people feel like I give like, like high maintenance vibes, but like I growing up, like I went to like horse camp and I cleaned up all that shit and everything. I really enjoy being around animals. Like that's sh- like did? yeah, like when it's coming from animals, it doesn't bug me. It's humans that get on my fucking nerves. <laughs> <laughs> but animals I can handle all day. <laughs> oh all my right, god! That monkey thing poop at you. You. T- I you love left- them. I follow all these monkey. I follow all these monkey Instagram things. They're so fucking cute. Like I just want to hug them. Oh I'm my god! Monkey, he really does though. Yeah. Monkey rips your face off, so I'm not about that. The little thing, like the little spider monkeys, are not going to rip your face yes, off. Yes, they do. <laughs> they become. They became pets in the 70s, and they ripped their faces off because they're not like. Hello, like. Again, on his podcast, was talking about. This one time where this guy had a pet monkey, but he had to give him to like a sanctuary and there was other monkeys and he would go see him on his like birthday or holidays and he brought him a birthday cake, the monkey and all the other monkeys in the cages surrounded them were, were jealous and they all broke out and tore off his penis. Tore oh, they his, do. They do act like that. They Wait, tore, tore off, off his, who? The other monkey's penis? No, the guy, the guy that brought the birthday cake to his pet <gasps> monkey, tore off his penis, tore off his fingers, tore off his face. No, I, I, I do not. I mean, Giselle, those are like rare instances, though. Like, it no, doesn't like just not. like a serial killer. Like, those are just rare instances. If they're not rare incidents. That's their <laughs> animal instincts. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just, I don't know. You get your, you get your face ripped off and your penis taken out, and then come talk to me. I feel like exactly. animals are like very consciously. <laughs> I feel like animals are very consciously. They have like some type of conscious awareness where they'll be like, "Oh, Cameron's good." <laughs> That's what the, the keeper thought about his pet monkey. What are you talking about? Wait, so did his monkey attack him too? Or did his monkey yeah. try to have his back? No, the monkey attacked him too. Oh, oh my God. Because it's part of social status. It's part of social status in, in the, in I don't know how to call it. I don't think it's a pack, but like a in the monkey system, it's like a social status. Oh, like a little hierarchy or whatever? Yeah. Oh, damn. Well, God forbid, but that would be my dream. Just nothing crazy like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are you guys are talking about like being trophy wives and everything. Do you think it's possible to have a to have and live a great life alone? Yes, I sure do. Uh, that's why I have my Romeo for. That's why I have <laughs> my pet. I think I can live a fulfilling life by myself, and everything else is just extra that comes in. What about you guys? I mean, for me, I'm like, sure, why not? There are times, like, when I'm traveling the world, like, when I was in Thailand, I remember I was thinking to myself, like, this would be such a nice experience to share with somebody, like, on a romantic level, but it isn't necessary. I thoroughly enjoyed that trip by my damn self. I think it feels good, like, when you're just doing your own thing, not having to answer to anybody. You're meeting people from all different walks of life and not feeling guilty for establishing those connections with different types of people. It's like whatever happens, happens. 
And I'm not knocking relationships. I'm sure if you have that person in your life that fulfills your souls, you got you guys have established healthy boundaries and give each other the space and freedom to grow and blossom into the best versions of yourself, then it could be a beautiful thing. But if you're giving me more headaches and orgasms, you got to go, period. Oh, it's like, I want someone that understands boundaries. I don't want to have to train anybody. You lost <laughs> me at your long speech of... <laughs> 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 but um, but you know what his person giving me more headaches than orgasms is such a Cameron thing to say <laughs> I can't you just lost me at hello uh, <laughs> the question was can you live a fulfilling life on your own but okay um I just I like I said like everything else is extra and it's a it's it's a luxury to me it's not it's not important to me you know, just my me, myself, and I is important to me. And but it is sense. nice when you have somebody that's like, like, yes, you can totally live a nice life by yourself, 100%. But it is nice when you have that healthy connection with someone to share the world with, like to share this, like, with our job, we travel a lot. And it is nice, like, when you have someone, like, on an intimate level that you could take share, you get to share those experiences with. It is, like, a nice feeling to share that with somebody, I feel like. But I yes, agree. you can live damn good by yourself, 100%. Yes, you can. What about you, Stace? I, I agree. I think with you, it's possible to have a great life alone. And, like, you have to focus on being happy by yourself before. Like, so, like, you know, with Cameron saying, like, he ended up enjoying Thailand by himself anyway, but it would be nice to share. I think that's just it. Like, if you know how to enjoy the time alone, and then you can find someone who adds to that, like you were saying, then great but you don't have to have someone every time yeah agreed <laughs> do you guys feel like your parents were good at being parents go ahead Stace I think that my parents did the best they could with what they had I think as you like continue as everything continues to evolve and you grow you realize that there's some things that they could have done better but I feel like maybe at that point their options weren't as great as our options now mm-hmm. per se so I think that they did great like I would like to think that I they raised me to be a great person so then that means they'd be doing good <laughs> mm-hmm. what about, what about you guys? um I mean I personally I feel like there's no handbook on how to be a parent like what works for one child may not work for another because I grew up in a single parent household with just one income and, like, as children, we never struggled for anything. We were, we were just allowed to be kids and have that be our only worry. I, like, I didn't see anything different in my household than people who had two parents with two incomes. It's like my mom was a fucking boss. She laid down a solid foundation. And whatever she decided to do with that, whatever we decided to do with the foundation she laid down was, like, our fault. She could have raised us in the hood, but she made sure we grew up in a nice, safe neighborhood and went to the best schools. And, like, I will forever respect my mom for that because I know shit wasn't easy. Yeah, no. um, Praise all the single mothers out there or the single parents out there raising children and trying to do the best by them. Shout out to your mom. I mean, even though I had a two-parent home, um, it didn't feel that way at all. I'm going to tell my truth, and I don't care if I hurt my dad's feelings because this is my truth. Mm-hmm. But my it was basically like a single household, uh, single income household on from my mom's side, you know, from my mom, my dad was hardly there. Um, he did the best I guess he could in his state of mind or what have you maybe for back then. 
Um, but my mom actually put the effort in and, and did the work and she did the best she could with what she had, like Stacy said. Um, and, and she was basically a single mom her as well. My dad was in and out of the picture, hardly gave attention to paid attention to his kids. So um, shout out to all the, the hard working ladies, moms, independent ladies out there. Yes, yes. I was about to say that. Shout out to the moms. <laughs> I feel like a mom plays like a really important role in your upbringing. Like whether it's single mom, mom and fought like a, both parents in the home, like a mom is super important. A mom just adds that soft touch that we all need. Yes, my mom had to play both roles. So she was the mother and the father. So <laughs> same. I can relate. If your family turned away from you for any reason, would you try to get them back? Yes, I would. My immediate family would. The randoms that are like a random family that I'm not close <laughs> to, I wouldn't care. Like I don't even care now. But like um my immediate family, I'd be like, you know, first of all, what did I do that was so horrible? You know what I mean? Like, I would want to sit down and have a conversation and then try to let them understand where I'm coming from. And in the end, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least I tried. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about you guys? Go ahead, Cam. Um, I feel like for me, it would like, it definitely depends on the circumstances of the situation. It's like, I remember when I came out to my mom, like last year. And I was like, I knew she, I knew she wouldn't do this, but I'm like, if my mom was like, okay, I'm not gonna like, I want nothing to do with you. I'm not gonna deal with this. And like, like I was prepared to be like, okay, well then bye. Because like, if I can't live in my truth with you, I don't even want that in my life. Like I'm so good without that type of energy. And like, maybe I need to see a therapist for this or something. But like, I am, I'm so good at like this like like non-attachment like I'm so good at like disassociating myself from any situation and like being good on my own where it's like yeah I might be a little hurt by something but like nowadays it's so hard for me to phase me and like make me want something back like, like if you do something to me where it, like really disconnects from like how I like genuinely feel about something and I'm like, okay, like I want nothing to do with you and I, I'm good. So like, just it really depends on the circumstances. Like I'm going to be sad, but like if there's nothing I did wrong in the situation and you're deciding to like disapprove of how I'm living my life. Oh, well then you can go. I'm fine. I think we can all agree that we're all like that. <laughs> if anybody did us <laughs> wrong or we're there just acting weird, acting a fool and we you know didn't do anything i think we can all agree that we we're like okay bye <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. but Adios. what about like what giselle said like are there levels like would you if your brothers did that would you ever try to talk it out with them or would you just keep that same like nope bye oh this is the same for that bye oh. <laughs> i feel like you know i didn't think you put it that in depth but i feel like what giselle said like there's some people like distant family where you're kind of like oh okay you want to do shady shit bye i don't give a fuck but I think, like, with my sisters and my parents I, and my little brother, I would try to be like, hey, like, what happened? Like, is there something we could fix? And then if not, then I guess try to be cordial. Even if you felt you were in the right, you're still going to reach out. Like, how can I fix this? 
I'm not saying yeah. how can I fix this? I would be like, hey, let's like talk it through. Like, yeah, for of- my immediate family, I would. Yeah. Like for like Eslita, Michelle or my brother, like, yeah, even if I was in the right, I'd be like, let's let's work it out and have a conversation about it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you just bye. Like, <laughs> I love you. Like, they, love, they love me and I love them. Like, I would do anything for them. So and they would do this, anything for me. So I I'm not going to just dispose people like that. How would you feel if one of your friends were to date your ex? Then that wasn't a friend. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, well, real interesting choice there. Then that wasn't a friend. That must have been like some distant person that was randomly somehow associated with me somehow through maybe like three people from Instagram or some shit. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't think a friend would do that. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be like, yo, stay. So I'm going to like be with your ex-boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it's just friends don't do that. Yeah. Like, I think it would be weird as fuck. But, like, I would hope that I wasn't still emotionally invested in them, so I probably wouldn't be so bothered. But, like, believe me, if I didn't want them, I am highly doubt my friends would want them as well. Like, <laughs> we're so good. You can't <laughs> You never know. You never yep. know. You always, have those exactly. you always have those snakes, those sneaky snakes. Yes, girl, I was about to say snakes, too. Yep. You never know. And they turn out to be a snake, and you're just, like, caught off guard. Like, you're like, what the fuck? Like, I've been there before. Exactly. Giselle, you're hitting on the nail today, girl. <laughs> so would you guys say that you trust people easily? I mean, clearly I do. It's like from every situation y'all have seen in me, it's apparent. I don't. I don't. I don't trust people easily. I always have my guard up. Um, it's just the way I've been raised. Um, my family came from east los angeles and um during like the riot times and even before that and there was they owned businesses my family and they would get you know um stiffed out of money or they would get held up by gunpoint um there was always it was always watch your back you know always put your purse in front of you always put your purse in the trunk always hold on to your stuff really tight uh even growing up it's just that's just how it was always look you know watch your back and don't trust anybody i mean i feel like you should be aware you should obviously have like common sense awareness yeah but like common sense with your friend in san diego so i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) oh she's dropping bombs like you can preach it all you want but you gotta show your actions I mean, place location. I mean, too. the only reason I'm so <laughs> trusting is because I, I'm a trusting person, so I expect the same from others. And when they showed you deliberately, I mean, I trust day. you. I mean, I trust you until you give me a reason not to. So I'm always going to be a trusting person because I trust myself to make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. But when you show me that you can't be trusted, then I'm not going to trust you anymore. No, when but you- everyone gets the same trust because I trust. I'm a trusting person. So if I tr- if I'm a trusting person, I expect trustiness from other people because that's how I operate. So when you show me that you can't be trusted, then it's like, okay, I'm good on you. But you're trusted until you show me that you can't be. And then I'm always going to have this guard up with you. Yeah, but when they showed you that you couldn't when that you couldn't trust them, you went to hang out with them the following day. I was still at this person's house. So I'm like, All right. I mean, I saw the situation, what happened, and my guard is up. I'm like, okay, I know where we are. And the trust I had for you was not there. So I like, I'm, a, I'm more guarded in the situation because you showed me what's popping. But you're gonna yet hang out with them still. So I mean, you don't know this. That- this is an assumption. But like, I'm gonna give someone the the opportunity to have a conversation with me, and we can establish what's going on. But until that happens, like, 
I I see what's up. Like I'm not stupid. I know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. That your actions say otherwise, but okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But like, like in I certain just... situations, it's called common sense. But I trust my gut instincts and I trust myself to always make the right decisions. I think trusting yourself is most importantly than anything else. Yeah, but trusting other people easily is it's something naive and something that you need to like somebody not saying you, but somebody needs to mature to that level that you can't act like everybody's like you. Like that's just so ignorant to say. You have to say something in regards to like, no, I'm I'm involved and, you know, we're going to, I have, you know, I have the tools and the skills to understand that you cannot believe everybody around you is, has the same intentions of you. That just, it just doesn't sound correct to me. It doesn't. I just like to trust that who's around me is going to be a trusting person. What about you, Stace? I see where both of you are coming from. Like I've, I've heard a couple of times, like if you trust yourself and you have to trust your decisions, but I don't like, I'm fall like in the middle because I don't trust easily. And so I don't know if that's like a bad thing because I've been like so guarded that I should be more like Cameron, but I'm not, I don't trust people easily. And then it sucks. Like when you do trust someone easily and then they fuck you over, you're like, Oh shit. And then you learn from that. Huh? yeah but it's just like but that's why I usually always have my guard up because like it's been more than I could count on my hands that people do shady shit where like oh fuck if I was in that situation I wouldn't do that but you just did that so it's like okay so now I don't trust you so that's why I'm not as I don't trust people as easily because I, I just feel like that's how you weed I feel like that's how you weed them out I don't know oh, I don't trust, trust like, easily and then let them kind of burn you and then be like oh nope Yes. No. <laughs> no, that's that does not sound smart. And you're my friend. Like if you're some random bozo on the street, then okay. But like if we're friends, I'm giving you that space of trust until you show me that I can't give it to you. Obviously, around bozos, you're not gonna like leave your purse in front of some fucking stranger. But like if you like establish a report, somebody, you're like your energy is like okay. I feel like I can trust you. Like I li- I don't like to live life guarded and jaded like that. Like thinking everyone's out to get me. I don't like to live like that. Like if you're in my circle and I fuck with you, I'm gonna trust you until you show me I can't. Not obviously, it's not fucking strangers, but if these are people that you've established some type of rapport with, you want to hope that you can trust them. Yeah, you'd want to hope. Yeah, but I still have my guard up. Like I mean, I'm like. <laughs> We're, we're on a podcast, you, me, and Stacey. I'm, you best believe I have my guard up against Stacey because I haven't met her in person. And even if I did meet her in person, I still have my guard up. Best believe. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to just be like, oh, my God, this is Cameron's friend. She's not going to do anything for Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not that naive. Like, you have to understand that people are people. People have their own mind, their own set of rules, their own beliefs. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you can you have to always protect yourself. I but guess what that's is a good person way to gonna, say it. What is this person gonna like? You got to think. What is this? What is like? What is this person gonna do to you? Like, what are you? What are you protecting yourself against? I'm not uh, specifically on one thing, like focused on one thing. That, that that's not how it works. It's just in general. You never know how people are gonna act. You never know how people. It, it seems to me like Cameron, like nobody's done you dirty. Whether it's oh, family, I've been done dirty, but like I'm whether still, your like, family or your like friends or like people around you or associates. It's definitely happened to me, and you know that. But I still like give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, I, like when I see something, it's when I see something done dirty, dirty to me. Like 
my level of trust for you is not there anymore. But I just don't cut myself off because one person did something dirty to me. I give everyone that is in my circle the fair like opportunity to show me they're trustworthy until they can't be trusted. No, I cut people off if they show me right then and there they, they're not trustworthy. If I can't trust them, I cut them off. Like, I'm not going to remain friends and be like, oh, I'm going to give you the benefit of doubt that you did a mistake. That's not no. what I'm saying. I said I give that, them the benefit of the doubt. Until, I said it, I give like, them the benefit of the doubt until they show me that it can't be there. That, well, that's what it sounded like you said. So what about you, Stace? <laughs> Stace, yeah, get jump in this, Stace. <laughs> You guys are like going at it so hard. Like, like, I just want to be like, okay, so next topic, if you could tell your younger self, what would you do? Like, not trust people? What? <laughs> I'm like, uh. So, do, like, you guys, do you guys think it's important to protect, to protect somebody's feelings I'm not going to sugarcoat shit for you. And I'm not going to try to like be walk on eggshells for you. I'm going to tell you I'm blunt and I'm t- I'll tell you the truth. And I pride myself. That's being, that's being true and authentically to me. That's, that's why I pride myself of being authentic person. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit for you. I'll tell you straight up. What about you guys? What about you, Stacey? Um, I would say the truth and deal with the consequences later. I have to try to, but I'm like, not as like, um, up front as Giselle I'll try to find like a soft way to tell you I'll still tell you but I have to find a soft way like I don't want to be like I don't know I guess I'm just a little sensitive in that sense yeah like, but I you know like- Giselle I called you when that thing happened and I'm like I don't know how to approach it like I don't like want to be like mean or anything but like how do I say it yeah no and I'm just like no I'm gonna tell him <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on speaker. So I don't want to be a jerk because I might eventually meet this someone. I don't care. Like, I, uh. And see, I was like, I hope I was on speaker because I was like, that is that, <laughs> that is so disrespectful to do that to my friend, like to my best friend. Don't do that. To, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm overprotective. And then for the fact that he wanted to hang out with her, like after the fact, like well, it was so stupid. I wanted, like, you know what I mean? Like. I'm very like, no, you need to, you need to listen to me and you need to understand that this is not going to fly like with me or with my friends. So there. (laughs) See? Straightforward. I mean, I feel like some things are better left unsaid. If you don't have nothing nice to say, maybe don't say nothing at all. But if if what you're going to say could benefit somebody, even if it hurts, then yes, say that shit. The truth will set them Mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. But even if it comes across mean, and like, even like for me, for example, if it comes across mean, most of the time, I don't mean it for it to become mean. I mean it because there I care a lot about this thing. And I'm just saying it right away, like right what comes right out of my mouth. You know what I mean? Sometimes it comes off. Sometimes it can come off like that. But but know that there's 100% love and care in behind that. Yeah. But like my right, maybe my reaction right away is is a little harsh, you know. I can mm-hmm. see yeah. that for me. You know what I mean? I could totally see that from you too. Like if you're, it's like something you're passionate about, like what you just said, it's like it's gonna come off kind of like hard at first, but it's coming from a good place. Yeah. Do you guys feel like growing up, you need a great role model of what a relationship is in order to identify with what a healthy relationship is for your life? Yes, and I didn't have any of that growing up. What about you guys? I feel like I've seen more of what I don't want. 
It's like my mom had a relationship like Fran Drescher, where like her man would come and go as he pleases, and that worked for her. But I think I prefer something a little more stable. Or maybe it's like Mm -hmm. maybe it's not. Maybe I don't want something more stable. Maybe I want to be the person that comes and goes. Like I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Stace? Yeah, I think you kind of need you need a an example, like whether it's good or bad, to kind of know what you don't want and what you would want. Because mm-hmm. I feel like no matter what the experience is, it's always going to be something that you you have to learn from it. Like, because going to therapy, it's like you have the a lot of the questions are like you have to think back to your childhood and see like how it's affected you. So I feel like even if it's a good or bad relationship, you're going to learn something from it. Yeah, no. you just need a role model or a type of role model. Yeah, no, I remember growing up and I, I tell this to my mom all the time growing up and going over to my best friend's house at the time, Yvette Velasco, rest in peace. Um, and seeing that how their parents would interact with their, you know, with their, their children and them and how their dad was a part of their lives and how their dad was wanting to you know like sitting down and having conversations with them and things like that and I I just thought it, it was so foreign to me because I didn't have that growing up and every time I was like oh I was like people live this way like both parents get along and and they're they're all having a good time and they're all having you know no one's fighting or there's no tension or weirdness and the dad wants to be a part of their you know his daughter's lives like I was just so like amazed like every time I went over to their house so maybe that was my only good example that I had growing up. I read this quote and it said, the way a daughter experiences the love of her mother will forever color the lens in which she gives and receives loves of all kind. Do you guys agree? I heard that, but in, well, the, I heard that, but not mother and instead it's father. And mm-hmm. I believe they're going to, they're that, that sets the precedent of their relationships or whatever. And that for me, what that is so true. My relationships were so shitty and I even went for the shittiest people and got treated shitty. And I thought that was okay. (laughs) And I realized with growing up and having my aunts there and having their relationships play out. um, I noticed that that wasn't okay and it's not acceptable, you know, and it took me a long time. It took me into my thirties. I'm 33 now. To understand that you can't just um, settle for less. And I didn't know I was settling for less until I had good examples now to show me different. What about you guys? I've, I've heard both too. I actually heard the one that Cameron said recently. I, I guess I feel like it's both. But I could see why maybe the mother, how your mother loves you is how you would... Um, be in relationships because I feel like my mom is like extra nurturing like she would sacrifice anything and I feel like that's when like you're in my close circle or in a relationship or with my siblings like that's how I am like they give you that like maternity mother nurturing um example and I feel like that's how you go into a lot of things yeah what about you Cam I mean I'm not a woman so I can't relate to that quote so (laughs) But you have, but your mom. But you have your so mother. Like, yeah. yeah, you were raised by your mother. So how do you feel? Um. Yeah, I feel like it's me and my three brothers. I feel like we all kind of like give love the same way, which is like we love you, but it's like a distant love. 
it's like the uh-huh. the the um, the affection is like can be forced sometimes. Uh huh. But that's but it. Do you see, do you see that playing out in relationships though? Like the way that your mother nurtured you and and you know raised you. Do you feel like though that in relationships did that play out like? in that sense as well like well my mom was like very giving like she'd like would do anything to make sure that you're okay so and in relationships i don't i feel because i don't know because i'm like a gay man i feel like it's just so different for me like i don't have like an example to like it's too complex i feel like for my situation do you feel like it plays out in your relationships like how your mother loved and brought you up giselle um yeah um my mother is a sweetheart so um I feel like I I can be a sweetheart um but I I I, let me tell you my mom hasn't my mom hasn't shined through like for with me with me on my relationships it's been more my dad's side where I'm the biggest asshole (laughs) (laughs) the biggest asshole um so my mom hasn't shined through for me in a while but um it's been my I've been playing my dad's role um but yeah, it it did. Well, is there anything else you want to add? Like any exciting news coming up? Any new episodes? Giselle, tell us some, some new exciting news. <laughs> um, our very first notoriable guest is Gil Carrillo that's coming on from the Night Stalker LAPD detective um, that was in charge of his case. I'm very excited. Um, He's a Chicano and I'm very excited, an educated Chicano and I'm very excited to have his perspective coming on. And then after him, we have Andrew from 90 Day Fiance last season's, um, last season's The Other Way. So I'm super excited to have him on and his perspective. He also works in childcare. And so I used to work in childcare, so I would like to see his perspective on his life now. And um, that's what's going on right now. So I'm super excited. I'm excited too. Yeah, same. Well, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time, and we're excited for you guys to listen to our upcoming podcast. And don't forget to fly. First, love yourself. Peace. Bye. Make sure you put your oxygen mask on first.